And good morning and welcome to the BSA Capital 5-Minute Morning Minor. It's Tuesday, August the 3rd. Uh, morning, Paul. How are you? Very well, thanks. Very well. Another sunny day today. Uh, yep, it's another sunny day in paradise. Paradise of London, though, unfortunately. But look, we've got a few things to talk about this morning. Let's kick off uh, with Fresneo because they've got interim results today and they look pretty good, although the market was expecting it to be pretty good. Yes, that's right. Uh, interim results out showed a 37% rise in adjusted revenues to $1.5 billion U.S. And most of that uh, gain, or a little over three quarters of it, was due to higher metal prices during the period. But also there is a 24% increase in the uh, volumes uh, recovered. Profit for the period was way, way up to $308 million U.S. for gains of almost 450%. Same thing for the uh, basic and diluted earnings per share, which is now $0.41 cents a share. They are uh, demonstrating here, for instance, uh, that uh, as they uh, grow their revenues here, more and more of the revenue stream from Fresneo is uh, coming from the gold side of the business as opposed to the silver. Uh, they had set more than a decade ago a uh, guideline target of 65 million ounces of uh, silver production annually, but uh, they're only going to make in guidance this year something around 57 million ounces. Uh, so it's the gold side which essentially drives uh, more of the profit uh, going forward in Fres. Okay. Uh, uh, the market, I mean, it's up 12 p's there, or 1.5%. So as I say, it was somewhat expecting it to uh, be good already. Uh, what else you got for us, Paul? Well, we've got a brand new gold producer uh, sustainably on the London Exchange uh, that's uh, done it the hard way, essentially by building the mine. Uh, it took over a historic mine at Madsen, and now Pure Gold, which is uh, dual listed, uh, has declared uh, commercial production at the Madsen mine, uh, operating at a sustainable rate of 800 tons a day. So well done to them. I love the way you put it. They've done it the hard way, but that's the way really, you know, one should always be setting out to do it. Um, but, you know, not many companies do. I'm the first to accept that. Uh, very good. What else? Well, we also um, have uh, update from Trident Royalties, which is the, uh, the London-quoted royalty uh, firm uh, that's uh, diversified across uh, precious and, and uh, industrial metals. Uh, they uh, announced a new uh, chairman in Paul Smith, uh, and also a post-period end, they added Peter Bacchus to the board as non-executive director. Paul Smith coming from Glencore after many years, and Peter Bacchus as an investment banking background with him. Updates on production-wise, uh, they received two royalty uh, payments uh, in during the period, uh, one from the Mimbula Copper Project of Moshiko Resources in Zambia, and a small one in from their iron ore um, investment in West Australia on the Koyanabing deposit. They're expecting, they're really looking forward to the uh, gold royalty to be coming from uh, ASX listed Calidus resources uh, in the first part of next year as that gold operation gets into production. So uh, just a, a period update for Trident. Okay, any other news in particular you want to mention this morning? Uh, thought I would give a little mention here to the uh, uh, Ionic Rare Earths, which is ASX listed, but is looking for uh, or uh, exploring rare earth uh, 
uh, clays uh, in Uganda, and these rare earth clays are of the style which is uh, the predominant production in China that produces rare earths. Ionic has added a third drill rig uh, to their uh, activity uh, this season here, and they have completed 2,370 meters of shallow uh, drilling on these clays to date. They hope to get a feasibility study, uh, or excuse me, uh, they hope to get a, a feasibility study uh, in uh, for a mining license application uh, completed uh, out to, or to them before the 1st of November of next year. And they've added this third rig, I think, uh, because uh, the uh, earlier uh, results of drilling uh, this season have shown that the footprint of the rare earth mineralization is uh, over a wider area than the, they had first anticipated. So to stay on schedule, I think they've added the rig in order to be able to confirm it up. Okay. And uh, why don't we just finish off a little bit of trivia, which I know you know the answers to, Paul, because we've discussed, but I'm sure that listeners will be intrigued. But it is the Olympics at the moment. Great Britain is doing very well on the table. I think we're currently lying sixth with gold medals galore. But how much of the 2020 Olympic gold medal is actually gold, Paul? Well, the gold medal only uh, medal, it's only 1.2%. It's a uh, gold-plated silver, actually. I mean, how disappointing is that? The silver medal, though, is 100% silver, isn't it? Yes, it still is. And the bronze medal is basically 95% copper. And 5% zinc, so uh, much more resembles a penny uh, or what has been or a pence or a penny. <laughs> so really, the medals aren't actually worth that much, although they're worth their weight in gold, as they say, for actually winning it. That's right. They're also all made from recycled electronic waste, aren't they? That's unique this uh, time around, yes, as uh, Japan uh, is uh, otherwise uh, showing off its credentials in things like hydrogen and fuel cells, too, as part of the Olympic uh, initiative. There you go. For those that didn't know, some fascinating trivia facts in the Olympics. Very good, Paul. We'll speak again tomorrow. Very good.